Hello, welcome to the Lewisburg United Methodist Church podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For sermon notes and videos related to this message, please visit lwbumc.com. Our scripture this morning comes from John 7, John 4, 7 through 24. A Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from, of me, a, a woman of Samaria? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living, living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have no bucket and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will, be, will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come back. The woman answered to him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I have seen, I have I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. So we come to another place in John's gospel where someone asks a question that sounds a little uh, silly to us, but not to the person asking it. It wasn't but just one chapter back when Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again, remember that? And Nicodemus said, how can I get back in my mother's womb and come out again? Nicodemus, in John's gospel, people are asking questions that sound kind of crazy. Then the woman at the well does the same thing. Jesus says, if you ask me for a drink of water, I'll give you living water. She says, "Where are you? you don't even have a bucket. How are you going to get water? So in, in this section of John's gospel and all throughout it, people are perplexed that Jesus is talking about something that they don't understand. They just are not connecting with Jesus in the way Jesus is trying to connect with them. If you haven't noticed... Churches are struggling right now. We want to point to all kinds of things. You know, the, the next generation that's coming is not as interested in going to church. 
They've had negative experiences. They don't like the music. There's just so many reasons why people. But did you know that the, the polls are indicating that from about the last 20 years, we have dropped from a percentage of 50 plus percent people who attend worship at least once a week down to now about 37. That's just in 20 years, folks. That, that's serious. That's very serious. So what's going on? Why is, does worship really matter to people? And just since I've been here to Lewisburg, I've had people come up to me and say, well, um, I'm so-and-so, and uh, yeah, I used to attend the Lewisburg Methodist Church, but I don't make it there very often, and I probably need to get my behind on the church pew a little more frequently. And I say something to them and I, that they just stare at me in, in perplexity. And I say, well, any place that a person truly pauses to give thanks to God for the gift of life, you're sitting on a church pew. Now, I don't know if you believe that, but the text today would support this. Because what's going on in this text today is that the woman perceives that Jesus is a prophet because he sees deeply into her and knows her more than anyone she's ever met. At the recognition that he's a prophet, she wants him to settle once and for all the question about where should true worship take place. Does it take place in Jerusalem, in the temple, or does it take place on their mountain, Mount Gerizim? And Jesus says, the day is coming and now is when those who worship, truly worship, he says, will neither worship on your mountain or in Jerusalem. Neither. It's like I was saying, if you move into Lewisburg and there's only two churches, Old Stone and Lewisburg Methodist, and people wanted to say, now where should I go? Which is better? And somebody comes along and says, hey, neither are better. If you really want to worship God, it's going to begin in spirit and in truth. I think I may have shared this with you, but um, a parishioner in my first congregation asked me to stop in and visit with a couple who owned a local tavern in a coal camp on Armstrong Creek. And their names were Margaret and Ernie. And I went in and sat down on the bar and and uh, Margaret came over and said, can I help you? And I introduced myself to her. And she says, oh, I've heard about you. And uh, one of the people that live near our tavern uh, told me that you might stop in. And she said, quite honestly, I'm shocked that you would even come in here. And I said, well, you know, Margaret, I, I heard that you and Ernie are, are uh, just wonderful folks. And I just wanted to meet you. Well, that led to a whole series of, of getting to know them. And they told me stories about people who would call the tavern and order Margaret's hot dogs because they said she made the best hot dogs on Armstrong Creek. But they wouldn't come in. They made her set them out on the doorstep, and she would, they would leave the money on the steps because they were, in her words, too good to come in. It left a bad taste in Margaret and Ernie's mouth. And I don't, I've learned over the years that people who call themselves by the name of Christ do strange things. And I can't take up for them or apologize enough for them. They just do. And on some days, guess who is one of them? 
And guess what? Who is on other days one of them too? Look in a mirror. <laughs> okay? But I said to Margaret and Ernie, I said, God loves us all. And God wants us. And they had a deep faith. You say, well, how can people who own a tavern have a deep faith? Well, the woman at the well had a deep faith. But she was yearning and searching. And one of the highlights of my ministry was several years after I left, they never did start coming to the church, but several years after I left, Margaret called me and said, Ernie is really sick. When I met them, they were in their 70s and said, he wants to be baptized. And I went to their house and I baptized Ernie. And I want you to know that it wasn't a church and it wasn't a riverbank and it wasn't a baptismal font in a beautiful cathedral. But there in that living room, as he lay in that hospital bed, as I poured that water over his head in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you the presence of God was in that room. My friends, true worship can happen anywhere. It can happen on the beach. It can happen in the mountains. It can happen on the riverbank. It can happen in the forest. It can happen driving down the road. It can happen anywhere. And that's what Jesus is saying to us. Yes, worship still matters, but don't confine it to certain uh, uh, areas. It can happen anywhere. Anywhere that the heart is truly moved by God's love and power is a place of worship. John Wesley knew that the church was in trouble in his day and time. Do you know what John Wesley did? He abandoned the cathedrals of England. And he moved out and started preaching in the streets. And it was because of John Wesley's vision and hope for the Christian faith that United Methodism grew out of that. One of the great dangers of the church is the institutionalization of it. Worship can happen anywhere, anytime that people are moved and touched by God. I thought as you all sang the song, He Touched Me. I thought about the woman with the issue of blood who said those very words to Jesus. It wasn't in the temple that she said those words, was it? It was out in the street. He touched me, and I am no longer the same. My friends, what happened to the woman at the well happens to all of us. It's happened to me. I can't speak for you, but I know it's happened to me. It's called attachment. Attachment in religion is a dangerous thing. It is to somehow believe that somehow there is only one place or one particular arena where God can move. She was attached to Mount Gerizim, and the Jews were attached to Mount Zion. And Jesus put them both down in one moment and said, It's not either, it's true worship is in spirit and in truth. I can remember in Huntington several years ago when we decided to move to a, a, a different kind of service and we had a family life center. And I can remember the first Sunday that I walked into a gymnasium thinking, now what kind of church can you have in a gymnasium? What kind of church can you have in a gymnasium? And lo and behold, it was powerful. It was exciting and it was moving. I remember a quote I read one time. It was from someone who was a supporter of, of Alcoholics Anonymous. It said, it might just be possible that there is more transformation 
going on in the basement of a church on Friday night at an AA meeting than is going on at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. It is true. Because God's Spirit can move anywhere, any place, and any time. And we've got to recognize that. And we've got to be open to the possibilities of how God might move and change our lives and change our world. Faith is learning to relax in the presence of God wherever that presence is. And I love a beautiful sanctuary. And I think one of the, the, the saddest testimonies to me is to drive by a church that's been neglected because I think the, the way a church appears to a community is a significant thing. And I'm thankful for how beautiful this, this church building is to, to this community. It reminds us, when I talk about, people ask me, where do you go? Just this week, someone said, well, where do you pastor? And I said, Lewisburg United Methodist Church. You know what they said? First words out of their mouth. Oh, you pastor at the beautiful church. And I thought, I hope we're known by more than just how we look on the outside. You know? I hope that we're known because it's a place where people can come and be accepted and connect with God and find faith and hope and love in Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I'm going to close with this, but uh, because we are so close to my father now, uh, geographically, Reeve and I go down to see my dad uh, at least once a week, check on him. And uh, so my brother... Uh, who's uh, three years older than me, he's there always visiting with us, and I'm maybe working out in the yard or trimming some shrubs or something, and, and Ed and, and Ed, my brother, and Reeve are over to the side talking. And so we get in the car to drive back to Lewisburg, and Reva begins to tell me all the things that my brother has said to her about our family. And Reva looks over at me and says, did you know that? And I say, Yes. Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> and I said, well, I wondered whether you would, you know, be understanding. Every family is dysfunctional. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Every family has things that maybe we'd like to put in the closet. And the woman at the well wanted to put in the closet <clears throat> things about her life. But Jesus could see right through it. <clears throat> And he loved her anyway. And he welcomed her to the living water. That's what true worship is. It's a place, wherever it is, that someone can feel embraced and loved regardless of what's going on in their life. And that's what I pray for church, wherever it is. Whether it's at a pizza place, or in a beautiful sanctuary, or over here on a street corner, or down in the fellowship hall, a place where people can say, it's good to be here with friends. People who know me and still love me. That's what spirit and truth really is. To be known and still be loved. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Thank you for listening to this teaching from the Lewisburg United Methodist Church. We pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For additional teaching, resources, and podcasts, as well as who we are and our upcoming events, please visit our website, lwbumc.com.